You're listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 303 for September 10th, 2020. This week, we talk about pregnancy tests, dancing with the stars, moving back with parents, gender reveal parties, burnt bread, and favorite cleaning products. So stick around for the show. One, two, three, clap. Ah, pills. They're everywhere. My pills, they're on the ground. They're mixing with the macaroni and cheese. Did I take mine? Let me... Ooh, shaky, Take shaky. My box. We'll turn this into an ASMR podcast. Yeah, I took mine. It's just us yeah, shaking our antidepressants in front of the mic. <laughs> they aren't even, oh my God. even anything fun. It like doesn't even make you loopy. It's just keeps us from no, being a sad. Keeps you keeps you that much further from the edge, you know? <laughs> Honey, anything just to take the edge off. A step back from the edge. Honey, edging? Oh my God. I Anyone have a else note. edging? Here's a note for you. Oh, okay. It just says Sam's cleaning product. That's Weren't my favorite talk thing about this week. It? Oh, your favorite thing last week. We didn't get to it because we went overtime and you were like, no, let's not talk about it. It was a cleaning product. It was a cleaning product. And I, I, we're only a minute in. I can't talk about it yet. Oh, so you've saved it for your favorite thing for this week? Yes. Because last week wow. we talked about focaccia and I hadn't eaten it yet. I was like, I was just, I talked about it like it was my favorite thing. And it was my favorite thing because it turned out it was delicious, except for the fact that um, I made like a, it was, um, how do you describe it? It was like a roasted garlic focaccia. And so there was like garlic on top and the garlic on top burned. So I had to like pick the garlic off after I cooked the bread, but it was still kind of infused with garlic. Regardless, that was the only bad part about the focaccia. The, it was delicious. It was beautifully wow. made well, good. focaccia. And I gave, so here's what I did. So I had, I had some cousins that moved to the Missoula area. And I'm a bad, I'm a bad family member. I don't like visit people. I'm bad at keeping in contact with family. I'm better now than I was before. It had to do with my mental health, I think. But like, I am known for being super flaky. It's not a good quality, but at least I'm gonna admit it, right? So my, I had two cousins that moved to Missoula recently to go to school. And I was like, I'm gonna get out on the right foot because... If I like do something nice for them, if I give them like a housewarming present, then when I don't talk to them for the rest of the you know year because I'm stupid and I fall off the face of the earth, at least I did something nice. So I gave half of my focaccia away to one of my cousins and then I made chocolate chip cookies for the other. So you could say that I'm on Santa's good list this year. Um, you know not- how pissed I would be if I were the cousin who got the burnt focaccia? <laughs> And I knew the other one had got fucking tell, cookies. I didn't tell her that. I didn't you tell her. You don't think they talk to each other? Are they siblings? <laughs> they are. They're sisters. <laughs> well, there you go. One's going to be like, wow, Sam just brought over these cookies. And, and the other one's like, like, I got, I got burnt, burnt bread. Pacha. <laughs> well, okay. The reason behind it is because I was going to make them both cookies. But the one of them, the one that got the focaccia doesn't like chocolate because she's weird. Oh, well, um, she deserves to have burnt Right, and so I was bread. like, well, what do you want? She's like, make me anything that involves carbs. And so I, I was going to make focaccia anyway, so I just split it in half and gave it to her. So I never heard back. I heard that the cookies were delicious, but you might be onto something. I never heard back about if the focaccia was good or not. So... You know what? Maybe could have been horrible. I've got some bridges to burn. Maybe I'll make some burnt focaccia. Yeah, for burn those, those bridges with this focaccia. I mean, honestly, I ate the other half. It was delicious. It, I just, you had to take the burnt, garlic chips off the top and then it was it was totally fine but you know you live and you learn you know live laugh love right um i don't know yes which i don't know 
<laughs> I'm not optimistic about living, laughing, or loving. Honey, you already loving have love. Loving is good. What? You already have love. You found I've got the love, love part. Living, laughing, just not sure about it anymore. Honey, I haven't laughed in years. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway, uh, so. sorry you're holding the audience hostage for the entire podcast to hear about your favorite cleaning product. Well, I wasn't holding um, the audience hostage. You brought it up at the beginning of the podcast, so I'm well. That's because I this. told you I was going to. I was being consistent. You okay. told me to make a note for it. No, I didn't tell you. You told me. You told me. You know what? I'm going to make a note for next podcast about this fucking cleaning product. But you probably wanted me to. So I was just helping you get your thought out of your brain. I need as much attention as I can get in this world. (laughs) I'm so desperate. I feel that. Oh, my God. Speaking of not having attention, Justin's on a work trip. So uh, I I haven't left the house since he's been gone. It's been me and Piggy. Well, it's been raining for two days straight. That He's actually back sounds tomorrow. really nice. It has been really nice. I'm, I look just like the like lo-fi Beats girl. Oh, I love Except, that. Except, well, actually I don't because I haven't also changed my clothes in two days. Justin leaves and I literally just completely reverted back to my single living mode. Like you remember, I talk about it, how I lived in Chicago, walked around on all fours, like literally Gollum. dishes everywhere, a 7-Eleven pizza every day. Like you revert back into a heterosexual man. I just get, well, I just can't, I clearly can't take care of myself unless someone's watching me. (laughs) I'm just a complete mess. You only take care of yourself if there's some sort of shame involved where if you don't, then someone's going to look down upon you, right? That's how I am. Exactly. That's like the only reason why, that's the only reason why I work well. I work, I, I function better as a human being with a roommate, even though there's like, there's really great things about living alone. But like, girl, you think I live like garbage now? Like I'm living like garbage and I'm being held accounted, uh, accountable for like, you know, not being as garbage as I could be if I was living alone. Like it would be a hot mess if there was no shame involved here. So I, I feel you. Yeah, he comes back tomorrow and I got to like grub the kitchen. Yep. I got to like put some laundry in or something. It's just, I just, my brain was just, just shut down. Honey. But I did manage to wake up at the time. I always wake up, woke up at eight, you know, Girl, what's went it to like bed at wake, waking up at like 11. a decent hour. I mean, let me tell you, when I got my sleep schedule under control, things started falling into place. Honestly, that's so true. Like, I don't know. I still don't get a whole lot done because of depression, but like, but you I'm feel awake. Better. Right. I'm awake to know I'm not doing it. I Which see. I guess sounds kind of worse. I hmm. would really rather just sleep through it all. But. It really makes you think. What do you What do you do at eight in the morning? Just sitting in bed and just thinking about things. Have our coffee. Got to feed Piggy. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Have my morning poo. I get online. I make the video thumbnail for that day. I do the uh, description, video description, tags, and all that. Uh, video goes live at ten. I lie on the floor for a couple hours. Stream. Mm-hmm. Lie on the Scream? floor for another hour, record the podcast. Actually, these days we're doing, oh my God. So, th- you know, we we made an offer on a place and we got it. It was accepted. So we're in the process of doing the mortgage mm-hmm. stuff. It is like, it is like 60 papers. They're like, this is, and it's, and I understand, I understand, you got to get your ducks in a row, but also capitalism and, you know, down with it, et cetera. Right, right, right. And it is just like, I totally understand. Like, I wouldn't be able to do this without Justin to afford to buy a place. 
Right. I totally understand why people, millennials and the generation below us, are literally never going to own. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. It's just not feasible. There's so they much took, red tape financially. Well, no, well, that too. But if I had been applying on my own, they would have taken one look at my bank account and just like laughed, you know? Like it's <laughs> just Yeah, I have not, there's no hopes for me in the future. There's, I gave right, up on a that. A lot of people ago. are struggling still. Oh, and that leads me to our first article. Wow, what a segue. Is, it's on CNN. 52% of young adults in the U.S. are living with their parents. That's the highest share since the Great Depression. Honey. So, uh, let me tell let you. Me just, Joe and I, go well, before, before you dive into this, I'm going to interrupt you like I always do. Sure. Um, Joe and I have talked about this for like like many a time during like the inception of this podcast. Because you lived with your parents after a while. Um I didn't, but like my sister did. There's this whole thing about living with your parents after the age of 18 that's very like America specific, where there's this like shame involved and you're expected to like start your life and be completely independent when you leave for college at 18 and you're supposed to like be successful with like no help. Meanwhile, in other like Western developed nations and probably many other places, like I'm grabbing from experience of like people that I know that live in the UK, people that I know that live in Australia, like the shame involved in living with your parents in your mid 20s to late 20s doesn't exist there. It's like totally normal to live with your parents when you're going to college, live with your parents to like save up money to like, you know, have a better job or rent out a place or buy a place like there it's this shame about living with your parents that is very america specific that i feel like hopefully is getting better because we're doing it more and more as this article that you're going to talk about comes up but it's like it's stupid like the shame around it is dumb that's what i was gonna say wow you had a lot to say about an article i didn't even read yet Girl, I just I love to preface things in my own opinion. Right? Wow. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway. So, <laughs> well, I I think, you know, you're right. It's a lot of a lot of uh Asian countries. Like mm-hmm. you live with your parents until you're like married a lot right. sometimes. You yeah. know. And it's like not, um, a, not a thing that's like a big deal at all. So adults in this uh survey are young adults are 18 to 29 years old. Um, the number of young adults living with parents grew to 26.6 million in July, an increase of 2.6 million from February. So they have mm. a little chart about like what percentage, like annual averages of percent of 18 to 29 year olds living in the U.S. living with a parent. Um, Great Depression was 48 percent. Now it's 52. Wow. And that's up from like. Like it was 47% in February and now it's 52%. So a lot of people are moving back home. A lot of it is from coronavirus. But, but even before, they also like in say, February, you said it was 47%? Yeah, in February, it was already super high. It was 47%. Um, they're saying um, it's just because it, it sucks. Yeah. Our generation and the generations below us have just been screwed. Like well, yeah, repeatedly. It's like uh, millennials and Gen Zs have gone through like, what, three separate economic collapses and economic depressions? Like, isn't that is it it's something keep, like that? Well, it says uh, young adults have been hit especially hard by the recent economic downturn, uh, have been more likely to move than other age groups. And then boomers so, are like, why aren't you buying diamond rings? OK, Linda, I can't, I can't I mean, even afford this cardboard box I'm supposed to live in. Yeah, I I 
it was a very different time, like when boomers were coming of age than when we were. It's a you whole I mean? new world. Yeah. And I think there's like a lot of not understanding that goes on between like boomers and millennials mm -hmm. in the sense of like not wanting to understand, not right. like it didn't happen to me. So it's not happening now. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. So it's just, you know, and this was me in my in my mid 20s. I was still living at home. I bounced back like two or three times. Right. And it does. You feel like shit. I mean, not everybody does. And it's really great if you don't, if you get past that. But like, but you I felt, felt like shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was. I just sat in my bedroom for like two or three years and was just depressed. And a lot of it was because depression. I wasn't my and, you know, I have great parents who like, let me do that. They were like, take as long as you need. Right. Um, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to be there. You right, know. because you felt like society was like, oh, like I'm back with my parents. I'm a failure, et cetera. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And then I don't know. You just, I just didn't, you know, I don't want to live in Arkansas. It was well, awful. That's, that's also the thing where like if I needed to live back with my parents, like it would be totally fine. Um, but I don't like I'm in a, I'm in a very good situation where I am a 26 year old who can afford to live on his own. I mean, I have a roommate to like help with costs and stuff. But like I'm I'm more I, I'm more financially stable than most, which I'm very thankful for. But even if if there was the the opportunity or the situation where I needed to live back with my parents for financial reasons, for other reasons, for like my mental health wasn't doing well and I needed more support kind of socially around me. The other thing is like I, I don't want to live back in my hometown. Like that's that's the thing. It's like my parents live in in a place with like way less stuff to do than where I live now. And so that's also part of it. But there would be, I feel like there's, there would definitely be ba barriers of societal shame from growing up thinking that like, oh, like there's something wrong with you if you live with your parents and you're, you're in, your, in your 20s or whatever. But there's also that other part where like, I wouldn't want to live in Arkansas either in my, you know, mid to late 20s. Well, and you see people, see, it wasn't even just that. It was like, I can't live here and thrive kind right. of situation. Yeah, it's the thing. Where like, it's feeling you stuck. see your friends who have you graduated college with and stuff like that, and they're able to like do well and to, or they look like they are, at least on social media. I'm sure they're not. Oh, yeah. I'm but sure you don't see like that. The rest of us. Yeah. You don't see that part of it. So it's like, I don't know. You, it just makes you feel it's just another layer on top of it. And you're like, how did I don't know how they did it? Where's my chance? Where, how did they get that chance? You know, right. Do you think that when you were living back with your parents for those times that you were, do you think that helped you overall? Do you think it was a good decision overall for you to do that? Um, part of me says yes. And part of me says no. Interesting. Like, it was definitely good for me to. I mean, if they had just like kicked me out, you know, something like that, I I don't know what I would have done. I really don't. Right. So in that sense, it was it good was to good have the option because I wasn't like mentally ready for a lot mm -hmm. of things. But it definitely didn't do me good in terms of like I don't know. It in terms of I don't want to say like just jumping out there and doing something because I don't think that's a smart thing to do. Like right, you know, buying a house or renting something I probably couldn't have afforded or you know mm -hmm. something like that. But I don't I think I it it stunted me a little bit in terms of like there were I wanted to go on more dates. I wanted I couldn't bring a guy. I mean, I could have brought a guy over, but I wasn't going to because because I right. didn't want to made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It was uh. it definitely didn't allow me to like flourish. But that was also Arkansas, too. 
Right. Yeah, there, it's, so, it's more complicated when your parent lives in a place when you're like an LGBT youth and your parents live in Arkansas. Like there's it's more complicated. There's more complicated feelings of like moving back in with them. That isn't just the societal expectations of you shouldn't be living with your parents in your mid 20s. There is there. It's it's more layered than that, I guess, when it comes. There's other issues that can that can inform and and collide with that decision that can make it a little more murky than than that. But interesting. I, I didn't know that you were that you there were there were both pros and cons to that sort of situation. Yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't all bad. I wasn't having to pay rent. Mm hmm. And, you know, I was able to save money so that I could go find something and find a place I wanted to be. Right. So I don't know. It's uh, for a lot of the time, it feels like there's a big hole missing in my 20s where mm -hmm. I just wasn't alive. As weird <laughs> as that. It, it really because I feel that my too. routine was get up and I was still making videos for some of that. But people could tell I wasn't happy. People could tell mm -hmm. I was depressed as fuck. It's it's like. I woke up, I waited, and I sat, and I waited mm -hmm. until I all of the work I did, I did at night. I waited all day for my parents to do their work, do whatever they were doing, and I just mm -hmm. sat there. And then night came, I'd do my stuff, fall asleep, and it was just depressing. I just, well, you know, you just feel like you're in a rut. And I know, obviously, that's not everyone's situation. Some people are having to live back at home, and they're working, like, full-time jobs, too, you right. know. Like they just you literally can't afford something, you know, right. even with a full time job. But but also I feel like that the the what you were describing of just like just going through the motions and kind of having a shit 20s is becoming more and more relatable because of like three economic crises, uh, crises when you're, you know, when you're in your 20s and millennials are getting rat fucked by the economy and everything is horrible and everyone has fucking depression. So I feel like that, like that not having a very fun 20s and kind of struggling in your 20s is becoming a more relatable experience to both like Zoomers and millennials. And that's why people are saying that your 30s is your new 20s, because you figure out that you need to get on antidepressants in your 20s and then you start taking them in your 30s and then you start figuring shit out. And so, like, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I think this I think this is the new the new experience of young people is Ugh, struggling in your 20s. I hate that it's the new normal. It's it, yeah, it so, fucking like, sucks. We live in a system that like just does not help. Do you know? Right, like, but at least just, you're not alone. That's no, the no, thing. no, yeah, totally. And I had all the support in the world, you know? And it's like, a lot of people don't. Straight right. up don't. Right, right, right. A lot of people have it way um, worse. Because of economic, racial, just who your parents are, you know, right. essentially. Um, anyway, you should go to anyway. IWillVote.com and vote. <laughs> I actually had this in my notes um, to figure out how to vote in your state because we need your vote to uh, kick people out that are rat fucking all of us and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. So if you rat are registered fucking. to vote, rat fucking is the, is the, the word That's of the day. That's like your word of the, yeah. It is the word of the day. So if you go to IWillVote.com, there's an easy step-by-step -step process to figure out if you are registered to vote, if you are registered, what papers you need and what to send in to who. It gives you a good step-by-step -step instruction on, you know, if you're allowed to absentee vote, if you have to vote in person, et cetera, et cetera. So you should go to IWillVote.com. If you are not sure if you're registered to vote or if you need to register, all the information's there. Um, we need your vote because everyone's depressed 
So ta-da, there's my plug for the day. How old is Gen Z right now? It talks about Gen Z as well. It says Um, they interviewed someone from like Zillow because they were talking about like showing all these places were suddenly on the market because people, you know, Mm -hmm. moved home. Researchers, Gen this Z is from the tends to be renters. Yeah, this is Go the, the uh, Wikipedia page for Generation Z. And it says, researchers and popular media use the mid to late 90s as starting birth years and the early 2010s as ending birth years. Um, most members of Generation Z are the children of Gen X and sometimes millennials. So I I think it's like, let's see, it says another one, Kasasa.com. I don't know what the fuck this website is, but they say that Gen Z is usually born between 1996 and 2015. So anytime after 96 is Gen Z. And I was born in 93, okay. so I'm, I, I'm at the end of, of millennial. You're a millennial. I'm right smack dab in millennial. Look at you. Ah, look at us two millennials. Penny. Boring. But anyway, so, so anyway. the article said that it was 52% of people living with their relatives. 52% of young adults in the U.S. are living with their parents. Well, this is Sam that telling is, you that's it's like okay. One out of two people that you right. know, it's that like you know. more than fifty percent. Wow, crazy. Anyway, you're not doing anything wrong, and girl, you got to do what you need to do to fucking survive. Let me tell you what. It's true. It's hard also, to survive. If you, if you have the, the the finances and the means and the insurance, if you live in America, make sure your mental health is in check. I guess. I guess that's important. You know, Anyways. the time that I finally. So the first two times I tried to move out, I wasn't on antidepressants. Mm. And that's why I moved back home because I was like, oh, wait, I got to deal with this. And oh, then finally running away from it in a sense or I don't think I was running away from it. I didn't know this was a therapy session, but I don't think I <laughs> was just running sit back away. in my chair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I was running away from it. I think I just wasn't ready to get help. Gotcha. Or I wasn't. I don't know if I could. I didn't know if I could afford help. Do you right. know? Didn't know. I had no idea what I could afford. So, ah, oh, don't you love that? Well, and then you're like, I'm already on this pill. I got to get on this pill, and this just soon your whole life is pills. And, and that's you know, I'm very happy for the pills that I take. They keep me alive. They keep me less depressed. You know, mm-hmm. but we love. I a know cocktail. some people. Some people are afraid of you know a pill as well. And I think I was for a while. Anyway, we're discovering so much about you. In other news. <laughs> What else do you got? Um, okay. So did you see that? So did you ever play 1993's Doom? Um, no. I don't think I, you know, come to think of it, because like Doom is one of those games that they have ported Doom to every, like they've ported it to like an Apple Watch. They've ported it to a goddamn like TI-84 graphing calculator. It's one of those games where like you could play it literally everywhere. But I don't think I've ever actually played it. To be quite honest, I know it. I remember playing it. Um, I don't, it might've been like a demo or something. It might've been on some random disc we had. I don't remember like enjoying it or anything. It was not a game I loved. I loved the the like DOS game where the two gorillas, like you had to type in like angles and coordinates and velocity and there was wind and they threw bananas at each other and like killed each other. Honey, that sounds like math and I'm gay. It was so, so much fun. It was so, it was mathy. Anyway, though, it was kind of like math for gays. Math for gays. That's like as far as my math skills progressed was like that gorilla banana throwing game. You can only do math if there's gorillas and bananas involved, apparently. That's true. Well, uh, 
now there's something else that Doom 1993 can run on, and that is a digital pregnancy test. I saw this. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I love when people do shit like this. Absolutely love it. It looked um, horrible, but you know, whatever works. So it was uh, Foon Turing, a California-based programmer. Uh, so yeah, they the first things they released were just videos of it running on. Like it wasn't actually running on the pregnancy stick. It was like a video was playing on the pregnancy stick. Okay. Um, but then they tweeted again and they were saying there's lots of retweets or Reddit posts about this. I wasn't actually playing it, but now it is playable. And then they show themselves with like the portable keyboard playing Doom on the pregnancy test. Oh my God. So, um, let's see. I think it's on a 128 by 32 pixel monochrome display, um, at one BPP. What's BPP? Bits Uh, per, bits per penis. Bits per for, what for peanuts? BPP? Bits per penis. Biophysical mm-hmm. profile. That can't be right. That can't be what right. What is BPP in? Oh, what would you even call that? Gaming. <laughs> it keeps saying it. Bits per pixel. Okay. Interesting. Um. So, yeah. There you go. So, next time you have to pick up a pregnancy stick as a gay man, <laughs> don't forget. Things I always <laughs> am picking up at the store. <laughs> Milk butter pregnancy test. Oh my God. Can you imagine a straight guy bringing home a pregnancy test for his wife and he like boots up doom on it before <laughs> giving it to her? Oh my God. Imagine if like you it's have a to demon. Pee. Oh. Instead of shooting the monsters or in order to shoot the monsters, you, you pee, on, pee the on the stick it. and it shoots your gun or whatever. Wow. I'm sure someone can do that. I'm ready. This is the technology I want. These are the advances I've been waiting for. Jesus. I mean, it's so interesting because like Doom is one of those things where everyone ports it to everything. And so like, obviously they would port it to a pregnancy stick. But also like, I've never played it. I know the music. I've seen people play it because I follow like tech journalists who like, you know, talk about, oh, Doom's been ported to this. It's And then they have a video of it. But I've never actually played the game. I'm sure it's good. But people use like Doom it's porting fun. as like a proof of concept for things now. It's it's less about the game and more the fact that, oh, you can port Doom to your fucking graphing calculator. You can port Doom to uh, your goddamn pregnancy test, etc. I love it. Did you see, though, there was another thing about pregnancy tests on Twitter. So like a guy um, was buying pregnancy tests for his wife. She had asked him to buy some. So then he bought the non-digital and um, then she was getting some positives and she was like, all right, now let's get the digital. Let's, you know, step it up, get something more accurate. Mm-hmm. And he opened up the digital. And the only difference was it still had the exact same pee stick in it. It was just a digital screen that read it instead of showing you this, what would the color the stick was. Yeah. It's so like, it was, it's, it's literally, allegedly, it's a whole scam. And it's like $12 versus 50 cents. Are, are pregnancy tests really that cheap? Like a 50 cent pregnancy test? I think that's what it said in his tweet. I don't know. Have you ever taken a pregnancy world? test? Joe, no. But I am i can't wait for you to tell me that you have and the reason I've behind only, it. I want to. Ooh. <laughs> have you ever wanted to just pee on a stick? I can. Oh my God. The drama of. So there's this episode of The Hills where Heidi. Oh my God. I don't know. Thinks she's pregnant. This is when her and Spencer first start dating. And. So she does the pregnancy test and there's just this, it's just so dramatic, like sneaking a pregnancy test at the store. There's a dramatic song playing. Then she like goes to the bathroom and is all like dramatic. And you're just like, oh, 
that's the level I want to be at. And then you want a camera crew following you while you take this pregnancy test. And then Spencer comes up and she's like, I just want you to know I took a pregnancy test. And then she pauses for like a full five minutes. I'm and sure she's like, she actually what? didn't pause. And the editing was no, like- <laughs> no, she does. She was like, so what do you think about that? You know, like she made him go through it before she was like, well, I'm not pregnant. What a stupid bitch. She, it was. <laughs> I mean, it just shows how they're meant for each other. But I, you know. I want to pee on a stick. Why not? Girl, you can pee. I will buy you a 100 pack of popsicle sticks and you can Why piss not? on every single one of them. I Go pee right on a ahead, stick. sweaty. Oh my God. Imagine me sneaking into the bathroom with a popsicle stick. That is absolutely what I imagine you doing. And then I come out and I'm like, it's blue. <laughs> yeah, because you just get nail polish. The... And you... <laughs> <laughs> it's blue, blue popsicle. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, god we're having blue. another dog. Oh my I'm god. I'm having a boy because it's blue and that's what that means. Also, did you see that like they figured out that the goddamn yes. forest fire in California was caused by a goddamn gender reveal party if someone blow What is it with street people and blowing up things for gender reveal parties? Gender reveal parties, it is so wild. They are so problematic that they are still happening in 2020. And also that they're causing like million acre forest fires because it's it's well that gender reveal parties are are, we're already mentally dangerous, but now they're becoming physically dangerous. I just don't know why people want. So it's supposed to be like a smoke bomb or something. And it like makes smoke. It makes it blue if it's a boy and pink if it's a girl (sighs) because heteronormativity. Right. It's just it's so weird. At the least, it should be called a sex reveal party. Do you know what I mean? Right. Call it what it's it is, penis so, vagina. But what it if it's intersex? It is so weird. I mean, right? It Yellow? Is just the, it is just archaic. Just an archaic fucking thing. And I didn't, I actually did not even know they existed until a couple of years ago. My friend's friend, who's not my friend, was having okay. one. And she was talking to me about having to go to it. And I was like, what the fuck is a gender reveal party? I had never heard of it. Uh, to live in that world of ignorance is sounds so nice. No one around me was having, I don't know if I'd ever, everyone had any, anyone had ever had babies. I don't even know how babies are born. Mm-hmm. I thought I that they know. just, I think you just buy them on Amazon. I don't know. Um, here's a question. So did your, speaking of, of gender reveal parties, sex reveal parties, penis, pee pee, poo poo. Um, did your parents, were, wait, when you were born back in 1776, were they able to ultrasound and see if you had a wee wee or not? I have no fucking idea. I have I have no idea if my parents knew. I know that they had. I don't know if they had any girls' names picked out. They tell me that I probably would have been an Amanda or something. Ugh, you would be an Amanda. Such an Amanda. She's <laughs> that bitch. Sorry to Amanda. any Amandas that are listening currently. I would have been a Sharpay. Sharpay Evans. Yeah, you would. Um, or a McKaylee. Spelled with like two G's. Two G's? Two G's. The G's are silent. Oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. No, I would have been like an Amanda, I guess. But I don't I don't know if they knew what was coming. They were pretty. Um, I'm sure if they could have known, they would have. Really? I'm pretty sure. I'm relatively certain they had been told I was going to be a boy. Um, but no, I mean, my mom had a C-section. You know, it was a... a it was it was open and shut case. <laughs> Your honor. Your honor. They were <laughs> um, like, let's we know who it is. We know who's I, in there. I think for I think for both my sister and I, 
I I don't think that they I don't think my parents checked. I think it was a surprise for both my my sister and I when we popped out, when we got pushed through the vaginal canal. They didn't know if we had a, a hoo-ha you know, or a wee-wee. In a lot of ways, I understand wanting to know. Mm-hmm. But at this gender reveal party that my friend or that I had heard of, I, I'm not going to expose them. It's like with all the guys were like, oh, if it's not a boy, what are you going to do? If it's a girl, how are you going to protect her? And it's like, it's like you don't need to know. It's so archaic. For one, that's all, yeah, sexism, heteronormativity, you know, Gender stereotypes. You know, well, people are like, oh, I need to know whether or not to paint the room blue or pink. You don't. Just, your baby doesn't give a shit. Your, your baby's baby is pissing and pooping and crying. It doesn't matter you with, are if it has a blue apron on or not. Right. You're projecting all of these stereotypes onto the kid before it's even born, before it even has a chance to express itself. Straight however, people. it wants to live. So it's just, it's just a, I don't know. Anyway, I want to take a pregnancy test. <laughs> I'll anyway. do it live on the show. Oh my god! Can we I, can we cue up some like dramatic music when I do it? Absolutely not, because I do not want to hear your trickling pee splattering <laughs> off of the you goddamn. You can mute it. You can I, mute it. I don't want to have to mute that in post. I don't want to have to go through the trauma. Oh, as if you listen to these. As if you listen to this full show. <laughs> I mean, I would have to just. I would in that specific moment, I'd have to to protect the integrity of our audience. Oh, oh, you think the audience has integrity listening <laughs> to this show? You think honey, they've got integrity? Honey, they have no respect left. They hadn't had they any respect They turned this show on. They know who they are. God. I know people who listen to our podcast to go to sleep, and I don't know how the fuck wee they do it. Woo, wee woo. Can you imagine, like, uh, our That's voices, an our alarm. shrill-ass fucking gay voices as a lullaby for someone to go to bed? I don't know. I listen to, well, I used to listen to Futurama and then Bob's Burgers. And now when Justin's gone, oh, I listen to this thing on the mindfulness app or it might not even be that app. And it's like rainy day antiques shopping. Oh, that sounds nice. It is so lovely. It sounds gay. Um, so, yeah, I don't guess I've ever listened to something too jarring. Well, some and people I always do. Pitch, like. I always pick the chillest episodes of like Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. you know, and Futurama. No screaming. No screaming, please. No screaming. No homosexuals shrieking into their microphones. No. no. Um, well, there are well, no homosexuals on shows anyway. So right, exactly. They're they're banned. Um. So are you going to let us know if it has a a, a pee pee wee wee when you take your pregnancy test? I don't know. It depends on what color the pregnancy test is. What heteronormative right, isn't it if, if, color? If, if the it pregnancy turns. test turns blue, it's a boy, and if the pregnancy pregnancy test turns pink, it's a girl. That's how pregnancy tests work, right? Honey, and if it turns rainbow, you better shovel that baby out. I can't. I don't have anything to say right now that's not problematic. Yeah, so it's, I'm gonna it, move going on. through the Rolodex. It's like can't say that. Can't say that. Um, did you hear? No, oh. I didn't. We don't have to talk about this. You want to talk about cheese? Wait, what? What? Wait, what were you gonna say? Uh, I don't know. I have a backup story for like the past two weeks. That's just Carol Baskins on Dancing with the Stars. Did you watch Tiger King? Did we both watch it? I don't remember. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we both you did too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did watch. And what are your what are your thoughts on Carol Baskin being on Dancing with the Stars? I don't think about her often, if Same. ever. That's I don't um, really care. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. I'm more, okay, so AJ McLean is going to be on from Backstreet Boys. I got to look him up. Hold on. 
He's one of the ones who didn't make it. Well, How do you spell his name? Mick Lean. Mick. Like Mr. Clean. Like Mr. Clean. Okay, I was just going to say like Mr. Clean. AJ McLean. Oh, I, I remember him. him. Years. Oh, yeah. He's not even the one I thought he was. Hmm. Oh. Who did you think uh, he was? Um, I think I thought he was someone from NSYNC. I get them mixed up. They're all boy bands. Uh, Olympic figure skater Johnny Weir. Expecting uh, great things from him. I need... Uh, maybe I'll watch just for him. Because honestly, the costumes. The costuming from Johnny Weir itself is worth watching. Dancing with the Stars, I think. Um. Oh my God, Nev from Catfish. Oh, girl. Eh. Anyone who doesn't have a crush on him? No, no, no. I feel gay baited by that whole show. I mean, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Who are the two? Uh, who, who are the two guys? It was it was Neve and Max. I I thought Max was cuter with his silver hair. Max Catfish. In my mind, they're both that guy from uh oh Max Joseph. Wow, he's got a first name last name situation. I mean. Yeah, sometimes. I thought it was Andy Cohen. I Ew. For some reason, I just see Andy Cohen on Catfish. Honey, don't bring him anywhere near that. I don't want to. I was reading all about Denise Richards on Real... I've never seen Real Housewives, any of them. Me but either. I, was reading, I feel like I'm not gay enough. I was reading about like this Denise Richards drama on it. And he came, he was interviewing them or whatever. And he just sounded awful still. Remember well, the first time I ever saw him was like the New Year's countdown. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're like, who's that? No idea. Absolutely no idea who it was. Ugh, to live in your brain. I anyway. have no idea who, like, any celebrities are these days. There's, that's like, fine. a Disney Channel star. There's, like, a Super Bowl champion, NBA player. Are you going to watch? No, I hate that show. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But it is so weird to me that Carol Baskin is on it for some reason. I mean, you know, she's got a use up her 15 minutes of fame somehow. Yeah, well, I don't know. I feel like she's been trying to stay out of the spotlight, hasn't been wanting to do any more Tiger King, and then she's like, but I will do Dancing with the Stars. I will yeah, it's dance. low profile enough for her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and Tyra Banks is the host. Right, and people are like shading Tyra for it. I don't know. Oh, are they? No, yeah, no idea what she's I, up to. I don't, I don't know the situation. I'm not, I'm not in tune with the whole with the deets. But anyway, let us know if it's any good, anyone. I'm sure it's not. I hate dancing. Do you know how much, I, you know, I hate music. Well, I hate mm -hmm. dancing. And dancing involves mu music usually. So by proxy, you hate it. Oh my God. One time though, um, I knew a deaf baller, uh, ballet dancer. That sounds hot. Well, it was very interesting because he like felt it, the music. Wow, really feeling the music, you know? Really feeling it. Anyway, <laughs> That was just an aside. I wonder what he would dance to if he put on the show. Just an episode of this podcast. Oh what my his God. dancing would be like. Oh, if he, what, his feel, how he would feel. Yeah, it. how he would feel. He would probably just lay on the ground for an hour. It'd just be like, screech. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, run out of the facility. Like when there's a scream in movie theaters, mm -hmm. like, in, and it's in surround sound, and it just like sends a ripple up your body. Honey. It's we, like... I'm sure it sends a ripple up your body with that toothpaste on your hole. You're getting ripples all over the place. I am fresh, minty fresh. Honey, sponsored by Ugh. Scope. I just looked at my watch and it said, I've taken 411 steps today and it's almost 6 p.m. Honey. Honey. <laughs> it's time for cheese of the week. It's cheese of the week. Walking. <laughs> 400 and something steps. Um, oh, uh... Uh, I didn't. I didn't eat any cheese this week. 
What have you been eating when Justin's been gone? Have you been like on the trash train eating garbage while your significant oh, other's gone? So I got pizza. Ooh. That's it, basically. I've been eating like garbage because I need to go to the grocery store. But currently I have rice cooking in my Instant Pot and I have um, chicken thighs. So I'm going to make teriyaki chicken for dinner. Ooh, that sounds real good. It's really easy too. Um, but when you're when you're like, when you're, not grilling, but when you're cooking chicken on the stovetop, it just splatters. I hate it. I need to get a splatter Yeah, guard. you know what? We started cooking. So we have a big, long, flat pan that, you know, Justin would make like Kung Pao chicken in and stuff like that. We started mm-hmm. cooking it in the Dutch oven, using the Dutch oven as a pan because it's got the biggest sides, you know. That's probably and way less splatter using that. Yes, it works so well. So freaking well. And it's like more nonstick. You don't have to like, you know... Make sure there's something on it, like an oil or something. Right, it probably retains heat a lot better because it's, it's cast iron. Absolutely or love or whatever. It. Yes. I made Good jam tip. in it yesterday. You made jam in it? I made jam, I made some raspberry jam in it. That sounds really good. It's okay. It's all right. Anyway, so you, okay. you had pizza. What else have you made? You've made making jam. That's it. That Honey. is it. Anyway, it's cheese of the week. Jam. Jam. <laughs> Jam. I, I've been making my way through a, a block of cheddar recently. I've just been eating it with crackers. So that's my cheese. What kind? I don't want to get into that. Let's move on to our favorite things. Oh, my God. It's craft, isn't it? <laughs> it's not craft. Is it's it a, Cabot? No, it's not Cabot. It's like is it our store brand. It's I would never. It's Tillamook, which is like a Western brand. Oh, that's fine. Well, that's a fine cheese. I'm glad I got the Joseph Bird song seal of approval for my cheddar choice. It's a cheddar um, choice. It's cheese of the week. Tillamook. Tillamook. Cheddar. Cheddar. Uh, and, and raspberry jam. Uh. All right. Are we doing favorite things? Might as well just get it out of the way. These are a few of our favorite things. What's so do your you want my favorite cleaning? one first? I want your cleaning product. I want your fucking cleaning product. I t- I've been on suspense for a whole week. Joe's been on the edge of his seat for the past seven days. He hasn't left. That's why Can I have to I order guess? pizza. Sure. Windex. <laughs> no. <laughs> is it fabuloso? It's not fabuloso. It's oh. not. Um, is it um, keep a sponge? Of, is it a product or is it like a, a an item, like a sponge? It's a product. Oh, bleach? No, but honey, I'm going to need some bleach after this. Um. Okay, I'm done guessing. Those are the only things I know. <laughs> Fabuloso sponges and bleach. Those are the three things Joe has in his Rolodex and his mind of cleaning products. (laughs) I heard, I I know that Fabuloso smells good, but I I heard that it doesn't work very well. Is that true? Well, your mom likes it. Isn't that true? Yeah, my mom likes it. And I think she just likes it because of the smell, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't do much. I've never tried it. I just know about it because of your mom. Well, don't tell her that because then she'll probably get mad. Okay. Anyway, my favorite thing this week, and I let me preface this by saying that it, I told you last week it wasn't going to be very good. We just ran out of time, so that's why we had to wait a week. It is Barkeeper's Friend, if you ever heard of this. No. So I'll Google it. Barkeeper's Friend has been around for a goddamn long time. The way that I heard about it was a couple different foodie people on YouTube, both Kenji Lopez-Alt and Helen Rennie, my Russian mobster wife, um, they both use this, and it is a scouring powder made from um, oxalic acid, I think. And so it's like a it's like a white powder. Don't sniff it, Jesus Christ! But you use it on um, like stainless steel surfaces. So like if you have 
like a stainless steel pot that like has like marks in it and and it's not like shiny anymore. You literally just like pour this on it, rub it in with like a a cloth or um a brush, leave it there for like 5 minutes and then you wash it out and it's like brand fucking new. It's crazy. And so I have like a stainless steel sink, like I have a double stainless steel sink in my um kitchen. And that gets used all the time. And so there's like watermarks everywhere and it gets like, you know, dinges and it's not sparkly anymore. You put some of this in there and you scrub it, wait five minutes, rinse it out. And it's like shiny again. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I, I bought this a couple oh, a couple months ago and started using it on my stainless steel pot inserts for my instant pot because you I have like a a non-stick pot and then I have a couple that are just stainless steel regular not non-stick pots and since I use them all the time like there's stuff that gets stuck to it that that, that just doesn't come off in the with soap and water and stuff like that and then this barkeeper's friend takes it all off it like looks fucking brand spanking new so a lot of people in the food world apparently in like the restaurant industry swear by this stuff both the people that recommended this um Jay Kenji Lopez-Alt and Helen Rennie come from the restaurant and food business and they like swear by it. And and it makes sense because I've tried it out and actually works really well. So apparently it can be used to remove hard water stains from glass and windows. Um, It can remove like brown and yellow stains caused by like sun bleaching on things. Apparently it can be used on teak wood to help bleach it. Um, You're just reading through the Wikipedia page. I am reading through the Wikipedia page. I'm following along. (laughs) But yeah, apparently it works really well. And it's, uh, yeah, I recommend it. You can, it's one of those products that's like at every grocery store, but you've never bought it before because you've never heard of it. And so, yeah, it's just called Barkeeper's Friend. It comes in like a bunch of different types of like versions there are stuff that's in like a spray bottle, but everyone recommends just the powdered form because apparently it works way better. So it's not very expensive. Just pick it up at your at your local grocery store and uh, try it on. Are you getting paid for this? I'm not. Are we getting paid for this? I'm not getting paid for this. I should be, hmm. to be hmm. honest. But yeah, no, it's my it's a a cleaning product that works really well on on getting scuffs out of uh, stainless steel mostly. There's other stuff you can use it for, obviously, and you should obviously read the directions because like you're not supposed to use it on like granite countertops or other things you're not supposed to use it on. So obviously read the instructions. But for the shit that you can use it on, it works really well. So there you go. Is it green? It's not green. It's white. No. (laughs) 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 Is it green? Is it green? It's not green. Oh, I mean like green as in like... Environmentally friendly. I don't know. I'm assuming oxalic acid is a naturally occurring organic compound i don't know but don't eat it who can never be sure well i was gonna say because uh i think you can also just use baking soda yeah baking soda also works which uh yeah i don't know you probably have to scrub more yeah i think this this uh oxalic acid since it's an acid instead of a base it probably works better but like for real we all have like those stainless steel pans that have been handed down to us by like you know a parent or whatever and they have like a bunch of scuffs in the bottom and like brown burnt bits that you couldn't get out. This fucking works magic on that. Like I use this on all my stainless steel pans that I've had like handed down to me and they look way better. So there you go. Barkeeper's friend. Go find it at your local grocery store. It's not expensive and it works really well. Ta-da. You aren't kidding, huh? 
Honey, I wasn't kidding. There's my magical working magical cleaning product. So there you go. Was it worth it? Was it worth the seven day wait, Joe? No. <laughs> no. I hated Absolutely. It. I hated not. every second of that. Um, Get ready well, to hate something else because I oh, don't yeah. have a favorite thing. I have a least favorite thing. We haven't had a least favorite thing in a while. And it's not like that every podcast we complain about things ever. We've never complained about anything. So this is a real treat. So I was sitting down on the couch last night. Justin wasn't home. And I was looking for a new relaxing show because I've watched The Repair Shop, the two seasons they have on Netflix, about literally 30 times through Wow. Each. Um. So I was like... It was recommending this thing called the home edit to me. And I was like, all right, this is about organization. I love organization. Love Marie Kondo. She's very calming. Is like, this a Marie I feel Kondo like, thing? No, it is <laughs> oh. not. <laughs> okay. So they said it's a company called the home edit and they're like organizers to the stores. So in the first episode, they're like, oh, my God, we finally get to do Reese Witherspoon's closet. And it, they go to Reese Witherspoon's house. And so there's two of them. It's two women uh, who run this place. And uh, Reese Witherspoon showing them. She wants them to organize. Like, the, it is just... I love Reese Witherspoon, too. Absolutely love her. But she just goes... She's like, this is my Legally Blonde stuff. This is Big Little Lies. This is this movie, this movie. And it is just the three of them screaming over each other. Oh, my Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Everyone's head is so far up. Everyone else's ass in the scene I, I literally started getting a, a migraine and turned it off. And then the migraine went away. It was so bad. They're just yelling and fawning over each other and just so excited. Like, I, I don't know who the show's for. It's not for you. It's not for me. It is annoying. I didn't see any organ. I mean, that was in the first, like, I don't even know how many minutes. But I was like, there's no organization going on. This is just, this is show is clearly a vessel for celebrity airtime. Wow. You cracked the code. And to like celebrities show their, and like the last thing I want to see in quarantine is, I'm sorry, Reese Witherspoon's like Dolce & Gabbana. She was going over everything she'd ever worn on the red carpet. And I was just like, pay my student loan, pay my student loans, pay my student loans. You know, <laughs> like right. it's, it's just the last fucking thing I wanted to see. And on right, top right. of that, it's like two rich people trying to help another rich person organize their house. And you're just like, this has no soul. This is right. what a soulless America looks like. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, I'm like, I wish I had insurance. Yes. <laughs> it was obviously not the show for me. Like mm -mm. It, it really struck a nerve, it sounds like. Well, not even like an escape from reality, but like a a departure into a someone else's reality that makes me mad. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like that's their reality and it makes me mad. And you hate it. And I hate it. I want to go to, I want the, a show to send me to another reality where I'm relaxed. Not right. this one where everyone hates me, you know? I mean, honey, I hate you. That's the reality we're living in right now. <laughs> Don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> okay. What was it on? And it's on Netflix. And they're like, our philosophy is to make everything a rainbow. And I'm like. Fuck off. Like all they're they're sitting in front of this bookshelf that's a rainbow. They've got cleaning products arranged like a rainbow. And I'm just like, I have to go. I have to go. Gotta go. I gotta go. I got like, go. this is this is what the rainbow means to me. And I'm like, do you know what it means to me? I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. I'm gay, Reese. I'm gay. I'm gay. 
Well, it was the two uh, women who owned the business who were talking about the rainbow. Reese Woods, you know, she's energetic in general, and that's fine. That's but holy fine. shit, they were all feeding off each other and like screaming. And like she made them take their shoes off or something because they were all running around in her house barefoot. It, and it sounds, was, like a, sounds like a it Hollywood human centipede. Fucking weird is what it was. How many seasons of this are there? Is this new? I think it's brand new. Well, uh, anyway, love you, Reese Witherspoon. Hate the show. Hate. She's only on the first episode, I think. Well, I know that Reese um, listens to the podcast, so I'm sure that she'll take this criticism very constructively and talk about it with her team. And, you know, she's she'll pretty get back down to, to earth. She's pretty mm-hmm. down to earth living with her Dolce Gabbana dresses and her Legally Blonde. Couture and, mm-hmm. She was, she held up the, the outfit from Legally Blonde too, and she was like, this outfit has been around the world. It's been in museums. It's, and I'm just like, I gotta go. I wish I cared, Reese. And it's just like, I mean, it's a really cute suit. I'd wear it. But it's just like a pink, you know, it's a pink suit. I feel like Reese Witherspoon would be someone that I would love to get like sh- absolutely blasted with, like shit faced. Yeah. And then, I think and then steal her clothes and sell it to pay my student she loans. She seems really positive and great, like amazing. But like, but she's also you, rich. Well, yes. Eat, you know, hashtag eat the rich. But when you get like three overly positive people in a room that all fawn over each other. Yeah, they're like, like all eating like, each other's asses. Yes, they were like, oh my God, we love you so much. We love this and this. I can tell you what scene this is from. And she was like, oh my God, I love you all so much. I follow your Instagram. I DM'd you, blah, blah, blah. And that, that was the show. It was like just a Hollywood people circle jerk. Liking each other. Yes, it was just people liking each other. And that's uh, not what oh, I watch TV for. Uh, I was upset I mean, and I not calm. I cannot wait for your like you know, 20-page dissertation blog post about this. <laughs> oh. Dear Reese. It gave me a migraine. It gave me a migraine. Anyway, Honey, if you like, like you that could, show... You, you could look at a microwave and it would just give you a migraine. That's true. And that's happened. I mean, don't stick you your know? head in the microwave. That'll give you And you know? Anyway, that's my Good least favorite, favorite thing this week. Good favorite things. Good favorite things. Reese Witherspoon um, and Barkeeper's Friend. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening. That's we, that on that. And that's that on that. Um, we're going to have an after show this week. I we believe. do. Uh, so stay tuned for that if you're a Patreon patron. Otherwise, we will see y'all next week. Yep, that sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more at theshowsamandjoe.com. You can also support us to help keep the podcast going at our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshowsamandjoe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus episodes, music downloads, physical rewards, and more. We also want to give a big personal thanks to our wonderful podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to Alex P. Alexander P. Allison B. Andrew G. Ashley E. Ben B. Brat D. Brian H. Carolyn A. Chard. Charlotte S. Chris. Chris C. Chris K. Daisha M. Dallas E. David M. Duran C. Devin B. Devoy C. Emily H. Erica V. James P. Javier. Johnny B. Joshua R. Julian S. Kylon C. Lindsay C. Manny G. Marianne J. Nick I. Nikki Q. Pablo F. Rachel. Rose G. Scott A. Tristan T. And Zachy. As usual, thanks to all our listeners, and we'll see you all next week on The Show.